I don't think it's working. <laughs> Welcome to Wednesday evening chapel. This is the first Wednesday chapel service of the new term. Congratulations for being here. If you look around and you see someone you don't recognize, make sure you say hello to them before the, t before the night is over. If you look around and see somebody you do know, tell them you're still glad they're here. <laughs> we have the opportunity to worship. We have the opportunity to be shaped in our faith. We have the opportunity to become more like the Christ uh, through the celebration of his birth. And so the, so the NBC Choir is going to help us celebrate and worship and become this evening. So welcome them. Well, thank you and welcome. I, the program I have planned tonight is, as uh, you see on your program, is you know, carols around the world. Now, in some cases, we had a few more stops to make. And as I told Dr. Like, um, I tried to go around the world, but in some cases, we just went around the block. Um, but we did come up with some wonderful carols with great history. And we're going to start by doing Away in a Manger. The history behind this, Martin Luther may have <coughs> written this. It has a British background, the United Kingdom. During the publications, there are several stanzas that we are not sure where they came from. The first publication was in 1885, and it was done, and it was placed in the Luther, Lutheran Sunday School Book. It was a carol for children, and yet, in the historical annals of what Martin Luther did, it's one of the finest messages of the Christmas season. The words are frequently sung to a tune of Scottish descent. Flow gently, sweet, often. Many times these old carols, as they date back so far, have done so many different things. But this beloved children's Christmas carol is generally sung to one of those different melodies, whether, it's, um, whether it was done um, as a British song or whether it was done from, uh, to the melody of an old German folk song. So please join us as we sing Away in a Manger.
what would this season be without the children? I saw Three Ships, a traditional and popular Christmas carol from England. Like I said, I went around the block. I'm still there in the same part of the world. Some believe that this song is just an upbeat variation of Greensleeves. And if you think about the melody, it really is the same melody, only much more lively with a different set of words. The earliest printed version was from the 17th century. The lyrics mention the ships sailing into Bethlehem. But the nearest body of water is the Dead Sea, about 20 miles away. One would assume the lyrics are a metaphor of the three wise men, rather than those three ships. The tune is a carol and, a, again, a traditional English folk song. And the words, of course, have different, there are several different versions. It was written by wandering minstrels as they traveled throughout the country. In the original version, the carol three ships were the ones that were supposedly taking the skulls of the wise men to Cologne. And we say, now, how did that ever get to that point in the story? But nevertheless, if you think about the time period in the Middle Ages, that's what would have happened. And there are many different lyrics, of course, the most common lyrics today are about Mary and the Jesus and Jesus traveling to Bethlehem. Many times people ask, do these seafaring vessels represent Columbus's voyage? Are they the reference to the Holy Trinity, the three wise men, or 1 Corinthians 13:13? 13, 13? And now abide faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatness of these is charity. Whatever the intent, I saw three ships has been a popular hymn since its publication in 1666.
The next one is Little Drummer Boy. There is certainly power in music. Sometimes that extends beyond the reach to touch us deep in our souls. As a vessel, the lyrics and the music transform us and are communicated in dynamic and extraordinary ways. We've all heard of this song, of course, again as another children's carol. The story of this song, told from the perspective of a little boy, begins like this. Come, they told me, a newborn king to see. Our finest gifts we bring to lay before the king so to honor him when we come. When the boy came to see the baby Jesus, he was displaying his gifts, but not those of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. With nothing extravagant to offer as a gift, the boy decides to go away. Standing beside the manger, the boy musters the courage to speak. Little baby, he says to Jesus, I am a poor boy. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give to a king. Shall I play for you on my drum? This boy gets it. He certainly does. And the message of how we should understand the message of this season. Here he stands at the side of the promised Messiah, knowing well the significance of the event unfolding before his eyes. The message, the Christ child is not simply wrapped in swaddling clothes, he is wrapped in humility. He, often, he offers his own humble gift, playing his drum. Martin Luther once said, God created the world out of nothing, and so long as we are nothing, he can make something out of us. When we humble ourselves before Christ and offer the best of ourselves, However simple, God smiles as the little boy saw the baby Jesus smile and look up at him.
The next selection that you have, you have a Carol medley. And for this selection, my music students, uh, besides studying the music theory and the ministry classes where they deal with worship and how to present their music and so on, um, they study composition. They have to write praise choruses in ministry too, and several hymns from all the verses to what your, the hymns look like in your hymnal today. Liz um, studies composition, and she's taking that much further. And her teacher is Frank Milholland. He's one of our adjuncts, and he is going to uh, be with her, and he'll be playing flute on this one. But this uh, medley um, has been orchestrated and put together by, by Liz, and uh, she is going to uh, perform this with, with her teacher. All right, Liz, it's all yours.
let's all join in now. We're going to do the chorus to O Come Let Us Adore Him. Liz is going to play. We're just going to sing along and make this to the Lord. Okay, I have one extra selection that's not in your program, and for good reason. Um, can you all stand to you? Because I didn't want to have to explain before. <laughs> During this season, we have many, many memories of family and friends, those that we like, those that we don't like, those we don't know, and those that bring fruitcakes. <laughs> Dr. Stry, are you, do you have a fruitcake? <laughs> Just enjoy the story. Thank you. 
The next uh, piece that we're going to do is, uh, is called The uh, Christmas in Colorado. And I'd like to have uh, Frank Minot back up to play flute. This is one of his compositions. He's written several carols. And of course, it does, it does help when the person that's teaching some of the composition can share some of his compositions. So Frank, thank you very much. And so this is a, a wonderful carol that he's written about Colorado. Christmas in Colorado by Frank Milhelm. place to 
For our final selection, I've chosen a Celtic thing, so I did get away from the block of the United Kingdom. I did move a little further away. Celtic Christmas um, is a wonderful collection of some interesting carols as well. Deck to Halls, Good Christian Men Rejoice, and God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Deck to Halls, of course, is a Welch carol dating back to the 16th century. And it comes from a carol um, in Latin known as uh, Nos Galen. The composition still is popular, and it was popular as a dance tune in Wales, and was published between 1784 and 1794. The original carols that were written early on uh, were dances and not songs, but the church actively opposed these folk dances. And the connection with dancing is made explicitly throughout the English lyrics by the phrases such as follow me in merry measure or with the word measure being synonym for dance. 16th and, century, 16th and 17th century dances were all part of inns of the court in London. 
and were all called old measures. A piece of history we don't know. Sometimes I tell the students, I say, deck the halls and fa-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> because those are the words we weren't supposed to speak of. Or telling someone to dance when the church didn't want us to dance. So the words that couldn't be spoken would turn into fa-la-las. Uh, good, good Christians, men, men rejoice. Or, Pilze Jubilee is an original Latin title, 14th century German carol, an example of one of the great carols of that period, uh, Masoronic carol. As an ori original, uh, the original lyrics combine two languages, Latin and German. In the Isaiah scripture of 49:13, shout for joy. O heavens, rejoice, O earth, burst into song. O mountains, for the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. This is another great carol, and it's been sung over and over again in many different ways. It's been done in many different settings, in orchestral settings, as well as the traditional carol settings. God Rest You Merry Gentlemen is an English traditional carol, and it was also done, and many of you remember, or would make the connection from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And it was used during that. In that story, it's talked about, and of course, it's done in the, in the films from 1843. At the first sound of God bless you merry gentlemen, may nothing you dismay, Scrooge seizes the ruler with such energy of action that the singer fled in terror, leaving the keyhole to the fog and even more continual forest. The composer of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen is unknown, and there is record of it being sung within Christian churches since the 15th century. We're going to end with this final collection, and it's set in a Celtic fashion, so I'm going to try to stop you from dancing and, and enjoying a river dance feel of these wonderful carols.
like to invite Dr. Strike to come on up and close us in this evening's chapel. Well, I'd like to say on behalf of us all, thank you, Dr. Grimo. Thank you, Professor Steele and Professor Milholland. And thank you, NBC Celebration Choir. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas, is it not? And now let's hear from the word of the Lord. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and you have increased their joy and rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning and will be used as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forevermore. Amen. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.